What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Uh, thank you for joining us on the Philip Scott Audio Experience. We have a great subject matter to talk to you today about, and, and we're going to talk about mammying always ends in shame. Now, before we get into that, let's go ahead on and roll our clips from our sponsors, and let's get into this subject matter and just prove by a couple of sisters that you see on the thumbnail why mammying always ends in shame. An important message from Youth Fountain Laboratory, makers of Vasoflux and Vasoflux for Men. If you're over the age of 35 and over the years you've eaten pizza, dairy foods, deli meats, or meats with fat, you are likely to have some degree of plaque buildup in your veins and arteries. This increases your risk of suffering a stroke or heart attack exponentially, and no one wants such a catastrophic event to occur. Introducing Plaqueout. Plaqueout is made of all natural ingredients proven to help. Dissolve clots in the blood. Remove calcium deposits and plaque from the walls of veins and arteries. Improve viscosity of the blood. Improve elasticity of the veins and arteries. Treat varicose veins. And prevent the reoccurrence of plaque buildup. For more information, visit Youth Fountain Laboratory at youthfountainlab.com or call 1-800-853-7856. And remember, to help unclog veins and arteries, get the plaque out. I'm E. And I'm Jay. And we're the hosts of Opinionated Reality. In this podcast, we have discussions about various topics that come up throughout our everyday life as a married couple. Whether it's discussing living a B1 lifestyle. Or things we did as 90s kids. We give insight into what we believe and everything I say is reality. Wrong. It's your opinion. <laughs> well, you can follow us on Instagram at Opinionated underscore reality where you can find clips of our podcast, t-shirts that we're selling, and even motivational quotes. Also, if you live in the Atlanta area and you're in need of a photographer, please contact me on my Instagram at jnicolephotos, and thanks for listening. So the other day I had got a press release because I get a lot of press releases in my email because we are in a particular system, so I know certain things that get dropped before maybe videos come out on certain things in the public. And I had got a press release from Black Lives Matter Global Network Foundation saying that Patrice Cullors was stepping down. And I said, huh? I said, she's stepping down? So uh, maybe about a day after that press release, Patrice Cullors put out a video on YouTube trying to explain about why she was stepping down. Now, I'm gonna, let me play this clip real quick, just a little bit, so y'all can hear her just trying to explain herself a little bit. But let's go ahead and roll that short clip. I couldn't have told you that when I started Black Lives Matter with Alicia and Opal, how it would change and transform not just my life, but millions of black people across the globe. 2013, huge and important year. It's the year that George Zimmerman was acquitted of the murder of Trayvon Martin. As a young black activist, I wanted to fight back. I wanted to change the culture that looked at black people as second-class citizens, as subhuman. And then we started an organization. And for over seven and a half years, I was in the day-to-day -day of that organization, working with our chapters, working alongside elected officials, challenging the police. And at the end of 2019, many of you don't know this, I actually stepped back and didn't make a public announcement. I really wanted to see the next generation of leadership lead. And when the uprising happened last year, folks inside of Black Lives Matter asked me to come back. And I had to really think about it. Like, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of responsibility. I love the work. And so, yes, I came back and I've been here and it was always supposed to be interim. And so now is my time. I so let me tell you what happened with Patrice here. And let me tell you something 
to why this is actually happening to her. Now in the media, she's saying, well, you know, right wing media attacked her right wing media has been attacking Patrice and Alicia and, um, the other, you know, uh, sister, what's her name? Opal, whatever her name is, um, that started black lives matter. They've been attacking them from the beginning. Okay. Now we know the history of black lives matter. They came in and they stole uh, the movement from Ferguson. You know, when the brothers and sisters were out there on the street, putting in work, they came, they co-opted that whole movement brought in the, uh, LGBT liberals to come in. They had George Soros backing them up with money too, because when Darren seals put out the PDF exposing all the people who's getting checks from the open society foundation, a week later, Darren seals was found in the car, uh, shot up and the car was burnt up and they say he couldn't really find any evidence because the evidence was so burned up. So yeah, that's how that went. Many of the original people that started the movement in Ferguson, a lot of them one by one by one was dying. Okay. More so I believe to shut them up and silence them because they knew everything that was going on. They knew the finesse and, and how they just getting down with this so-called new black lives matter movement. Understand black lives matter had got started off of the deaths and the blood of black people who was in the grassroots in the streets, literally dying, trying to expose this, you know, mess, this D Ray McKesson shows up, you know, John Netta leaves or call herself Netta shows up. There was a face of black lives matter all this time, all in the press. Like who elected these, um, plantation Jubilee Negroes to talk about you speaking for black folk. I mean, like we say, where's this D Ray come from? Where's he come from? Nobody knew who he was. He didn't have no, listen, let me tell you something. When you see these black folks showing up all of a sudden, you don't know where they come from. All of a sudden they're all on TV. You better know that's one of their plants because someone from the grassroots, everybody would have an idea about them or they can easily go look into their work, etc. So fast forward to last year, George Floyd protests, black lives matter takes in $90 million. Fast forward to this year, people start wondering, Hey, what's up with that $90 million? First one to start coming out is Michael Brown's father and activists attached to them. They say, Hey, black lives matter global network foundation. Well, where, where, where the money reside? I mean, we, we need some of that, um, some of those donations so we can continue this work in Ferguson. The local chapters, there's about 16 of them, Black Lives Matter. So I'm saying the same thing. Say, hey, man, we're spending our own money in, in, in this. Where, where's the money? You know, other Black Lives Matter activists start, start rumbling about the money. Then it was exposed Patrice Colors was having her, her real estate portfolio. Now, for me, I'm happy for any black person, no matter who you are, um, coming up in this wicked system, and, and, and getting property and doing well for yourself in spite of all the sabotage and evil that we deal with as black people. I am not against that whatsoever, but I'm against it when you are benefiting off of the deaths of black people. And that's how you're earning your money. Every time somebody die here, you come showing up, you getting your checks, you getting your book deals, you getting all kinds of things uh, going your way. But the families of, you know, the victims of white supremacy don't get anything out of the $90 million have Samaria rice, the mother of Tamir rice. Has she got anything from black lives matter for her foundation? No, I know she called out Tamika Mallory and that's fine. 
but Black Lives Matter Global Network Foundation got the bag. <laughs> Tamika Mallory don't have the bag like that. You understand? So Patrice Colors decides to step down and she's being re- replaced with two other women. I don't know who these women are. Um, personally, I just know there's two women that was replacing her. Now, the reason why she had to be replaced, you have to understand something. The mammies and or the league of mammies, shout out to Vicky Diller. She coined league of mammies. So shout out to her or the sellouts, the, the, the bootlegs, whatever name you want to call them, Sambo's. They got to have some sort of ear in the black community. You understand? And what you're seeing right now is the black community is tidying up the reins on who has a voice in this community and who doesn't see right now I'm seeing Jim Crow Clyburn doing a lot of explaining right now or himself. He's never explained this much about his positions because if black folks don't listen to you at least a little bit, you're no good to white supremacy. In order for you to be a good sellout, you have to be able to have access to the black community some way, somehow. You understand? And if you don't have no access to the black community, how white supremacy is going to use you to do the work that they need done? How? So Patricia Culler's name is mud in the black community. She can't go talk to nobody. So they, I know they told her, look, Patrice, it was a good run, but you have to bow out. And, and, and I'm, and she gladly did it because, because her name is mud. She won't, she gonna buy out and keep her, her mild houses and everything else that she got. You know, it, it is what it is. Now let's move to the next person that I want to talk about here. Simone Sanders. Now Simone Sanders, you know, originally was the press secretary of Bernie Sanders and you know, Bernie didn't win because the DNC cheated him. Let's call it what it is. The DNC cheated Bernie Sanders out of that nomination. I mean, it was crazy. I mean, I've never seen white folks so mad. They were so pissed off by that Bernie Sanders situation. And rightfully so, because the DNC did cheat with that. They did. Um, so then she became the spokesperson later for Jim Crow Joe. Now I have a thing, ladies and gentlemen, about loyalty. And, and, and this is something that I believe in a hundred percent. Loyalty is everything to me more than anything a person can say or do is loyalty. Someone that's, that sticks up for me. And I know it's genuine. It's not on no, you being fake to just to get access to me in some way, somehow, but someone genuinely sticking up for me, someone genuinely, uh, uh, taking a sling and arrow for me. I can't at all forget that. I won't forget that. And I'm going to make sure I make good on that with that person because I just take it as a, as a big thing for somebody to stick up for me or my family, etc. I just take a big deal with that. Now let's look at Simone Sanders here. You remember Simone Sanders. She had tackled a protester that was going to go charge Jim Crow Joe. Now he had the secret service detail at that time. But this sister decided to tackle a protester. And if you can look at these pictures here that we're putting up, I mean, look at that. I mean, Jim Crow Joe is just looking at this happening. And good old Simone, Mammy Simone, is tackling something for tackling this somebody for Master Joe. Now, when he won, 
you know, uh, and I and I say he when I put I'm using air quotes when he won, and it was time to start passing out jobs. Surely Simone thought, you know, hey, <laughs> nobody put in work for uh, 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 Joe Biden like me. Nobody put in this work, man. I even tackled somebody for Joe Biden. Matter of fact, I I stood up to my community. And, 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 and I was getting uh, all the brunt of his mess that I had nothing to do with to, to, to get something out of that administration. Okay. And, and, and Simone said, you know what, if I tackle, you know, this woman today, if I, if I tackle her, then, then maybe just maybe I'll get this press secretary job. Maybe I'll get that. But what ended up happening? She didn't get the press secretary job, ladies and gentlemen. He gave it to this redheaded Mzungu woman by the name of Jen Saki, right? Comes out later that Simone was very, very disappointed in Jim Crow Joe. Jim Crow Joe pulled the bait and switch. He pulled the rug from underneath Simone. He did everything wrong to Simone. Now he didn't care about her tackling somebody like a, linebacker. He didn't care if she was Lawrence Taylor for him. She, 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 he didn't care at all. He just said, no, uh, you know, you're not doing that job. Well, that's the job that she deserved. That's the job. And matter of fact, it wasn't just her that deserved that job. I would even say Roly Poly Martin even deserved that job. All the crap Roly Poly Martin was doing for Joe Biden and the Democrats. And they still gave him nothing either. Just to add a side note. So Simone Sanders was upset about that because she did all that. And look, and look what she gets. She get a spokesperson job for the vice president, man. Nobody, nobody looking for the spokesperson of the vice president. Nobody even how they even talk to the vice president. We know that. And then last but not least, let's look at Keisha bottoms, the mayor of Atlanta. I remember the first time I went to Atlanta, ladies and gentlemen, and I saw this picture here when I was coming down the escalator. I said, Oh man, look at that. I said, you got actually a man named Keisha. I said, shout out to all the Keisha's out there that could be listening. Cause you know, uh, any girl named Keisha, Lakeisha or whatever, they, they try to, you know, say negative things about sisters named Keisha and all of that. And you know, it's like, it's a name. That's the, that's the sister name and that's what it is. Right. But you know, the, the stereotyping and, and the, and the racism and all that goes along with that. So I thought that was cool. You know, I said, see her, you know, come down the escalator in uh, uh Hartford Jackson airport, very, very busy airport. Oh my God. I think that's the busy airport I've been to so far. Right. If you got a flight coming out that airport, get to that airport three hours before your flight. Trust me on what I tell you. Cause normally I could fly out of Houston hobby. I can get that hour and a half, get that, get through security, whatever. And that's what uh, TSA pre-check, right? You go to freaking, uh, that, uh, Atlanta airport, even with TSA pre-check, you still, uh, I mean, I almost missed my flight going through there, right? Try to get that two hours prior. So I said, get that three hours prior. So we look at everything that happened with, 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 with Keisha bottoms. And at the end, she says, no, I'm not gonna run again even though she's up in the polls, even though the people in the city, like we want her to be our mayor again, they didn't say we want her out. No, then folks say Keisha, you know, a no, but see, she was expecting a job too from Biden. Matter of fact, 
she was even being vetted to be the vice president. And I thought, I said, well, maybe Keisha would be better to be the vice president because Keisha don't have that track record as a uh, commandy um, Harris. <laughs> Ooh, speaking of commandy Harris, Judge Joe Brown. Oh my God. He roasted the hell out of uh, uh, commandy Harris. Man, Joe Brown knew every dude in, in every in every position. This chick was uh, being a belly warmer for. Oh my God! I mean, he he ended up calling, and I and I'm quoting. He called her Kamala Imhoff. That's what he called her. I like wow, Judge Joe Brown. Man, look, he had did an interview with uh, Kwame Brown. Like I'm telling you, he flamed her so bad, and and I knew he wasn't lying because you can just look at you can know when people like uh, BS and nah. Judge Joe Brown knew exactly he was talking about. He was heavily tied in in California in, in the area of the court system and different people he knew, right? So Keisha Bottoms, you know, thought that maybe I become the vice president, which I would have thought that would have been a better choice. But he ended up going with Kamala Harris, the one that her name was mud to black people. Black people didn't like her. Black people say, nope, she's done. She's the one to come up here and say, you know, she's not only going to do something for black people. And maybe Jim Crow Joe say, hell, that's the right one I want because I don't want to do nothing for black people either. And he hasn't done a thing for black people. And even the black people that's diehard Democrats and love Democrat like a religion, even those black people say, oh, wait, 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 wait a minute now. Hold on, uh, uh, Joe. Now, you doing a little too much and you ain't done nothing for black folks. Even those people, I watched a video. Thought it was funny. His one brother said, man, I voted for Joe Biden. He said, (laughs) it was funny. He was like, Donald Trump. I am sorry. I apologize. I voted against you. Say, please come back and run again. I vote for you, man. I don't know what I was doing. Voting for Jim Crow (laughs) Biden. I was was laughing at that. I, I was getting a kick out of it, you know, because, um, the fact is, you know, a lot of people, you know, voted on a motion. Oh, we got to get Trump out. Like racism started with Trump. Racism did not start with Trump. It didn't. Let's call it what it is. If you was in business, and a lot of black people are in small business, the Trump tax cuts was awesome for black people. Let's call that what it is. Um, black people was getting SBA loans, things they weren't even getting during the, the Obama administration, right? Um, black people... We're seeing a lot of money in their 401k. Matter of fact, when, right before my dad retired, he talked about it. He said, look, I don't like that racism that Trump got going on and that fool crazy all stuff you see on Twitter. He said, but man, ever since he'd been in office, my 401k, it just blew up. He said, look, he said, I, I, if he run again, I'm going to have to go vote for him. And I never vote for no Republican, but if he run again, I'm going to have to go vote for him because my 401k looked too good. Every black person I was talking to, male and female, was talking about their 401k was looking good. I mean, the gas prices were so low. Do you understand that, that the barrel of oil was negative $60? Negative $60. That was unheard of. That's why our gas was so low, right? We was energy independent. You know, like I said, we didn't need nothing from a foreign. The moment that fool got in there, he set up there, signs an executive order, Get rid of the Keystone Pipeline. Do you realize how many black men and women lost their jobs when that fool did that? And I've seen this one video. This brother said, I lost my job. How am I going to pay my mortgage? How am I going to feed my children? He said, just a stroke of a pen, I lost my job. You know what I'm saying? The Keystone Pipeline that came from Canada all the way down even here to Houston provided lots of jobs. Oil flow. 
when, when that colonial pipeline was hacked, if you remember that, and it was down for days, if he would have kept the keystone going, he wouldn't have had much of a hiccup. But this this silly guy, the first thing he gets in to, to do is shut down the Keystone Pipeline and shut down jobs in the middle of a pandemic. You know what I'm saying? What I'm saying, so a lot of people that's diehard Democrat, I'm hearing them every day saying, "Man, I'm regretting this." It's a man. I mean, the buyer's remorse is, is for real. But you know what? Some of them say, "Well, they voted because of the racism," and you know, it, it just had to happen like that. I look at it like that as a, as a good lesson learned, and I really believe that the Democrats have really hurt themselves and black people. And I love it. I love every minute of it. I love it because we should not have no, uh, 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 loyalty to a Democrat. We should have no loyalty to a Republican. We should only have loyalty to the black community only in our interest, whatever that may be at the time period. You understand? So maybe black folks next time would not just look at no political party and look at our interest. If they don't have any interest in black people, you don't vote for them. You sit yourself at home. That's the way that works. Well, we got to vote. We got to do, man, we ain't got to do nothing. The only thing black folks got to do is eat. You have to sleep. And one day you will have to die. That's the only thing you got to do. Anything more than that is a choice. You understand? So when you look at what's going on with Simone Sanders, Keisha Bottoms, and Patrice Cullors, Mammying always ends in shame. All three of these women had the opportunity to take a stand for the, for their community to be sheroes for their community, but they decided to be Democrat first. And we, we did a video about Democrat first versus black first on our African diaspora news channel. Make sure you check that out. But a lot of people are getting tired of the Democrat first and, 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 and the mammying, and the selling out ends in shame. You understand? Now, the difference with them versus they said Candace Owens, well, Candace Owens is speaking to a white audience. She ain't speaking to black folks. So black folks, you know, they don't, li- they don't listen to her no way. Now, now, it, but even in people like Candace Owens, she still, no matter what she says, she still want to be with her people because I watched her a few times when she's around black people, right? And she's, even if she's going back and forth with black people, Candace is happy when she's around black people, I see her, 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 her mold is a little different. Candace want to be back home where she belong. Right. But, but, but see Candace, you know, she, she's all into getting her money, but, but I, I, I see Candace. Matter of fact, all those so-called black conservatives, it, eventually they try to worm their way back to the black community, some way, form or fashion. Hey brother, nah, I'm just saying this, you know, but brother, you, you can't serve, you know, uh, a white conservatism brother and talking about serving the black community, just like you can't serve white liberalism because both of them have the end of, of white supremacy. Both of them have that. It just, one wants to be a, a harsh slave master and the other one wants to be a little lenient, a little lenient and wants you to maybe participate in helping them, you know, dominate and control you understand. So that's how that works. So that doesn't work for black people whatsoever. Like you understand, we talked about this. The whole system is corrupt. In order for the system to work, the whole system got to come tumbling down and has to be rebuilt on a, a system of justice. That's the only way um, it can be built. But at the end of the day, when it comes to Simone and and and, and Mayor Keisha and and Patrice, they I'm pretty sure hopefully they learn good lessons. 
and hopefully one day they could maybe uh, redeem themselves. I, I don't, be, I don't like to see no black person just not redeem themselves, but I believe possibly they can hopefully one day, um, uh, to do so. Right. Because I believe all three of them started off good, but sometimes you get corrupted with this system. And unfortunately some people sell out, but we'll see what time we'll see. But yeah, when the black community was done, Patrice, them folks, they kicked out.